Welcome News Radio 570 WKVN and uh, Ron Verb. It's time now for the legal show brought to you by Beatrice, Cop, and Arshman. Sitting at uh, microphone uh, number one is, uh, well, uh, uh, what do we say? A guy that uh, borrows and doesn't return, apparently. Uh, Are you talking about me? Yes. I did borrow Carl's cord last week. His cell phone charging cord. Yes, it is in my car. Last week, last Thursday. Right. This is seven days later. I will give it back to him today. Can you find it in that car of yours? <laughs> yes. Uh, new car. Just, new car. It's, it hasn't, I haven't had it long enough to sully it. Really? Yeah. Let's go take a look at it while we can still see the carpeting. I mean, right. you know, obviously you go from court to court, right? <laughs> I go from place to place. Like, I mean, you, you go from like a Boardman to Austin Town to Cleveland and all that. So you kind of, in a sense, you live out of your car, right? Yes. Okay. So that's why you'll see in there um, uh, shoes and socks and ties and uh, wrappers of various food products and things, right? Right. Okay, just kind of pay attention here, Dave. I am. All right. Um, I'm texting, too. All right. No texting. We're on the air. All right. So sitting no at micro- texting and, and, and radioing. And, right. And sitting at microphone number two from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, uh, usually a spring in a step. He looks like he got up early today, and he might be a little grouchy, and I don't like to see that. Uh, from the Keystone, would you not? Keystone State of Pennsylvania, it's the great legal minds, the brilliant man, Carl Moses. Hello, Rod. He's been without his charger all week. Yeah, I mean, he I hasn't been able to call be, anybody. Right? No wonder if, I'm the way I am. His cell phone yes. died on like Saturday. If Moses hasn't, hasn't called it, you back, I'm hang not on. Charged. Right. <laughs> He'll be calling everybody this week, <laughs> right? Well, I was well. Nice to see you, Moses. Thank Everything you. okay with you? Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. Nice. Uh, nice to hear that. And sitting at microphone number three, uh, coming in at uh, with a 32-inch waist. Incidentally, <laughs> we like to bring that up for David's purposes. Is Attorney Mark DeVecchio, who does the family law aspect at the firm, that's child support, divorce, custody, all that kind of good stuff, you know, which uh, which is the way it is. You know what? I, I want to start by asking Mark a question, then I'll take some phone calls. 729-9977. I find, you know, I was talking to a guy that was uh, it looked like he was going to go through a divorce, and I find a lot of people are totally naive to even how divorce works. You break the news to them, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm not going to pay that. I'm not going to do this. And I said, listen, this is how child support works. What you make, what she makes, here's a table. This is what, uh, what you're going to pay her or there whatever. There are a lot of misconceptions in family law or matrimonial law. Uh, and rude awakenings. Oh, absolutely. I had somebody tell me that, you know, because if, if there's infidelity involved with one of the spouses that they shouldn't have, they shouldn't receive support. And I said, well, it doesn't, doesn't, really, doesn't work that way. It isn't even a factor, right? We're a no-fault state, right? Exactly. So it doesn't matter who did what or anything along those lines. It and when used it, to be that way in Pennsylvania. Years, no fault? Years ago. Oh, I'm, I'm for fault. I'm like fault. Uh, you know, yeah, you, well, I'm just saying, it used to be years ago, Pennsylvania now has no fault, mm-hmm. and years ago was only fault divorce, and therefore if somebody was not uh, uh, proper uh, and, and, was, uh, and, had a grie- and, and there was a grievance, there could be a lack of uh, a right of support. Yes. Well, it it makes sense, yeah. and it's it's reasonable, and but it may not be practical because from the court's perspective, you have the burden of proof. You have to prove it, and if somebody knows that they're not going to get their money because of it, they're not going to admit 
anything. Have you ever had a person come to you that says they're thinking of getting a divorce and they go through all of this stuff before they actually file or anything, and when you get done talking to them and say, well, what's this and what's that, and you tell them where they're, what's going to happen financially, they change your mind? Uh, yeah, absolutely that happens. They say, forget it. It's yeah. not, they realize now. Especially what? in longer-term marriages. Right. And well, still in Ohio, you... You, you just can't run in and get divorced. You still have to be separate and apart for more than a year, right? No, no, no. You could get divorced and still be living in the same household. You just have to let the court know that after the divorce, you will be living separate and apart. There was a provision in, in, uh, in disillusions that said you've been living separate and apart for six months before the disillusion could be granted. Uh, and, and, you know, that's also, you know, you could prove it or you can't prove it or... So I could get married on Tuesday and get divorce and file for divorce on Wednesday. Yes, but understand divorces don't happen right away because you still have 28 days to answer. Yeah. You have a pretrial, you have a settlement conference. You know, there the divorce isn't actually granted isn't it that in quickly. in the law that you still you have to have grounds or, You have to have grounds, correct. correct. Or you have to be living apart for more than a year. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to Set the record straight. He could be married on Tuesday and divorced on Wednesday. No, well, no, no, yes, no, no power, that can't happen. Hey, knowing the power of this man, he'd still be honeymooning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still a process. It's a process. It doesn't, it doesn't happen immediately. Right. But, I mean, the, the children, if they're children, they're going to enjoy the same lifestyle, supposedly, that they had when they were married. So, you know, if, if he makes one hundred and fifty and she makes uh, 80000 they're going to say, okay, what's the total household income? Now we're going to say who, who what the child support is. Yeah, and it's, he's it's based on a household support. income of $230,000. Right. And he's going to pay more to whoever. Joint custody still means there's child support, right? Absolutely. There's no provision in the law that says because there's joint custody, there's a, a deviation in child support. You have to prove that a deviation in child support is in the best interest of the child. And I talk about that with my clients. So if you have the child half the time, you have to be able to prove why it is in the child's best interest that you don't pay the amount of support that the guidelines in Ohio would dictate that you pay. So you talk about things like, does your child have special interests, special needs? Are there things that you're contributing to out of pocket that would be above and beyond child support? You know, a lot of fathers say that are paying child support, they say, well, listen, I used to be able to pay for my daughter when she wanted to get her hair done or her nails done, and now I'm paying so much in child support, I can't do that anymore. And I would say that's a reasonable thing to argue for a deviation in child support, that you would like to have some extra money in your pocket to be able to do nice things for your children when they're with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, but if there's the if there's joint or joint custody or what do they call that now shared custody or whatever, shared parenting, there's yeah. still there's still child support involved. Well, not, not always necessarily. You can always negotiate that away, or if both of the parties. Make earn the same amount of money, or if there if there's right. no great disparity but if in their income. Somebody makes uh, 150 and somebody makes 80. It's the person making 150 is going to pay something. To the person making 80, presumably, yeah, yeah. I mean that's how it goes, you know. And uh, Moses, you were talking about what then? Now Moses was talking about when what when Betty Ross divorced who? Betsy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> well, in those days, <laughs> it was Mary yes. Lincoln. What's <laughs> Mary Lincoln? In those days, yes, you had to prove uh, grounds, and uh, it was a, a fault. Duel, right? It was a fault type of situation. Was there a duel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing here. No, it's all right. <laughs> hey, come on. I mean, he hasn't had a cell phone cord. I, if I was here, I would have got it for you. All right. So, Margie, you're on the air for the Attorney's News Radio 570 WKBN. Hello. Hello. 
Um, I had a question about a dental injury mm-hmm. where I had um, a tooth on the bottom extracted, like where my wisdom tooth would be, would be the very tooth next to it extracted. Mm-hmm. Apparently it had something to do maybe with the roots. And um, I actually went to a neurologist in February because I had this facial pain where it still feels um, I can still feel upper and lower of the shots where I got for Novocaine. Mm-hmm. I still feel it in my gums like I'm just getting it right now. And the pain goes from my temple to down uh, by my ear, through my neck, my jaw, my cheek. And she thinks I have like a chronic neuralgia, not just trigeminal neuralgia. And I felt the shock in my, from the shots months afterwards. Now it's starting to settle like down in my jaw and my teeth. It'll switch. It'll go upper to lower into my face, up along the side of my face. Now I'm getting the migraines. Um, I'm down in bed for a couple days at a time. I'm getting sent home from work a little bit early. Is it a permanent injury? If it's chronic, I'm just going to have it. And now I'm, I'm taking... Just like um, Tylenol, where I'm just taking little pieces of it just to... How long ago did they take the tooth out? This was December 29th, um, 2016. Oh, it's been a couple years. Well, yeah, three more days. It was into January, and I I went back in January, and uh, I I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm I'm just going to have to quit work because I... It's make it's just taking everything out of me. I come home. I'll put a heating pad on my on the side of my face. Did it, did any of your doctors indicate that there was fault that it was done improperly? The procedure. I'd, I'd have to follow up with the dentist. You mean? Or? Well, anybody who's been treating you, somebody's been treating you, right? A neurologist. Right. And you've obviously told the neurologist what happened and and that it's been mm-hmm. this way since that time. Uh, did anyone, any doctor, including the neurologist, indicate that uh, something was done improperly to cause this? Well, when I went to the neurologist, she said, um, sometimes you'll get this uh, chronic neuralgia if you've had, like, surgery to your teeth, because I didn't, I hadn't really mentioned that. I was just, I didn't really know if it was caused by that. And I said, yes. I said, I I kind of thought about that. I said, I had this tooth removed, and I said, it still feels like I've got, I'm getting these shots in my gums. And she said, well, that's, you know, it can cause that. You have these nerves that extend out, you know, from your ear. One of the nerves goes down in through your all right, hang on. Just answer Carl's question. So she said there could be a connection between one yes, and two. Okay. How long ago was that? When 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 did she tell you that? I saw the neurologist just this past February. All right. And was the tooth extracted in Ohio or in Pennsylvania? In Ohio. So the, David, there's a one-year statute of limitations yeah, in Ohio. The However, is you have a discovery rule. Discovery rule. Which means that if a person reasonably could not have discovered that something was done improperly until a certain time, the one year would not start to run until you or that reasonable person would have had some idea that something was done wrong. 
So if, if for example, the first time would the have been... The problem is, I think with the tooth extraction... Pull that mic close, Dave. Uh, nerve damage is, I think, a... Uh, Risk. A, a known complication. Yes. And what David is saying is that if, if, if this was simply a result of something that can happen in that type of surgery without even not having fault at all, then there's no really uh, way that you can recover if you're talking about trying to uh, recover damages. Uh, But you'd have to have a medical expert be able to say that something was done improperly, something was done below the standard of care by the dentist who did the surgery. Somebody else who would say maybe he didn't pull a tooth out the right way. Did everything go smoothly when he yanked the tooth out? Well, yeah, because I was so full of Novocaine. All right, but I mean, so it extracted fine. And what are you saying, Carly? Uh, stand by. A known complication of a surgery. Yeah. She had a bad outcome from a medical procedure. That doesn't make it malpractice. Right. What okay. makes it malpractice is whether or not the doctor's care fell below an acceptable standard. And the only one that could tell us that is another dentist. Correct. All right. So she'd Correct. have to find out from another guy that pulls teeth whether right. or not that did that, Dave? Yes. All right. Uh, thank you for your call. I wish you the best. That's a, that's a shame. We'll be right back. In a minute, News Radio 570 WKVN. Stay tuned. You were shot at I had a company. And a Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. And our low tonight's going to be down to 31. For tomorrow, we have an 80% chance of showers mixing to snow late. 46 for a high, 24 for a low. 40% chance of occasional snow showers on Saturday. 33 for a high, 21 for a low. Dry on Sunday and 40 for a high. News Radio 570 WQN. 522. Bob, you're on the air with the attorneys. Go ahead, please. Bob, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sir. Yes, you there? Yes. Yes, I am. Go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. Um... Question for you. I got a friend of mine who has a son in uh, North Carolina, and while he was married, his wife cheated on him, gave birth to a child during their marriage. He subsequently got divorced from her and is paying child support for a child that's not his. Yeah, he's got problems. Uh, explain. I mean, so he's not the father. Well, that should have taken care of in the divorce. How did they? How did they know that? How do you know now that that child is not his? Uh, there was a DNA test that was done. Was it done prior to the divorce? Uh, it was part of the divorce, but he's still, according to him, and I, I'm curious if he's just BSing. Is uh, have you ever heard of such a thing to where it happens you would all be the on? time? Hang on, Dave's talking. Go ahead, Dave. That happens a lot more than you think. Yeah, so it's really? not, yeah. So let me ask you this. If, so, a, child, if so a child's born in wedlock, don't they just assume it, the father is? presumed that that father, that that man is the father of the child. But that can be rebutted. By DNA. Well, by test or bringing in another party or having the court prove that this child was not a result of this marriage then would he be out of done with child support if that was the case yes but but it's a big but if they got a divorce and he didn't raise this in the divorce then race judicata might set in which is what does that mean well they've already decided that issue and they're not going to go back and relitigate it so you could open it back up i'm not saying you can't but it's it's a lot more difficult the better time to uh, litigate that issue 
is um, is what phones, is when um, you're going through the divorce. But I mean, it's not something he couldn't bring up later. But it's more difficult. That's correct. Also, another problem could be if the uh, friend of his, if the friend's son. Uh, is treating the child as his own for a period of time, the court, even if there's a DNA test, could indicate or rule that that person is responsible, the son is responsible to pay support. Even if the DNA test indicates otherwise. All right, so here's a, here's my, here's a question for you. Is this something that he should get, retain an attorney and, and go in and talk? Certainly. Absolutely. Certainly, yes. I mean, uh, as opposed to pay child support for what, the next 16 years or something? How, how old is the child now? Uh, eight. So he would he treated that child as his own for quite a period of time. Apparently. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. What, because has he paid support for eight years, knowing that it wasn't his kid? He was mandated to pay child support for the eight years, knowing that it's not his child. Well, did he know that the child wasn't his when they got the divorce and didn't say anything? Yeah, because he was deployed over in Afghanistan while she was pregnant. So when he did the countbacks of months, he was overseas. He couldn't have got her pregnant. No, you're... Yeah, but Dave Singh, why didn't he argue this when he was getting divorced? I don't know that. And no, that's that's the I bigger would, question. I, and that's yeah. the mistake, right, Dave? Yeah. It's hard to go backwards on this. Is that what you guys are saying? Especially now? after eight years. He might have made a major mistake as opposed to bringing it up earlier. How would he get what, – what's your, the firm that you're with, if you don't mind me asking? I wasn't able to catch any of your Be- contacts. Beatrice, Cop and Harshman. Beatrice, Cop and Harshman. Fantastic. Thank you very much, man. I'll right. hand off some information to him, and maybe he'll come in and talk to you guys. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. Right. I mean, it's All not right. uh, it, it's not necessarily a losing battle, but it's an uphill battle. That's yes. a pretty uphill yes, battle. Yes, I would say. All right, but don't you think, like, see, that's what I like about this, is, is you guys give real a realistic answer to it. You don't give, uh, you know, like... Uh, One of the problems is, though, he's uh, reciting facts that were told to him, and maybe they're not exactly accurate. In other words, he seemed to be not sure about certain facts. So that that's why he's got to see a lawyer, yes. Yeah, but I, you know, from doing this for the long time, it's either him or his brother or something like that. He knows more than he's going to lead on to, to say the least. All right, it's a legal show. We'll come back with the second half coming up, 729-9977. Legal questions, uh, everything from uh, child supports, divorce, DUI, custody, estates, evictions, you name it. Three lines in Youngstown open. you got a legal question. You'll be first up after our break at the half hour, 7. 729-9977, 729-9977, we'll get you through to a 729-9977. Hometown Pharmacy is locally owned, they're part of your neighborhood, enjoy free delivery to your workplace or office Monday through Friday. Hometown Pharmacy is a free vitamin program for kids and seniors, they're committed to the community, they live and work right here, they show that commitment by respecting your time, they'll fill your prescriptions in 15 minutes or less guaranteed, and like I said, that free vitamin program for kids and seniors, with of course competitive prices, personalized service. So skip the chain pharmacies. Get to know your local pharmacist at Hometown Pharmacy. 14 locations to serve you in Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. And don't hesitate to talk to your pharmacist about a lot of the over-the-counter stuff.
stuff, whether that might be, uh, let's say, uh, acetaminophen versus NSAIDs. All over-the-counter pain relievers advertise the same results, relieving pain and lowering fever. So what sets them apart? Acetaminophen is the best treatment option for headaches, arthritis, and lowering fever. It's appropriate for most children and adults. Avoid acetaminophens if you have liver problems or a woman who drinks uh, one or more alcoholic beverages per day or a man who drinks two or more drinks likely. Most healthy adults may take up to 4,000 milligrams per day. Be sure to check your medications for uh, conflict with acetaminophens. So ask your local hometown pharmacist. To News Radio 570 WKBN, they're part of your neighborhood. We'll pause for the... There you go, Zoon Hike David. We'll pause for the news at uh, 5.30. The headlines, and we'll come back and take more of your calls. Attorney David Beatrice is here. Carl Moses, Mark DeVecchio. It's a legal show brought to you by Beatrice, Cop and Harshman. Uh, 729-9977. What did you say? I said Mark had to leave. He'll be back. No, he won't. He'll be back next week. No, he's going to be back. No, he's not. If he comes back, I, uh, you don't think he'd come back? No. <laughs> All right, with attorney David Beatrice and Carl Moses, your legal questions are next. Hang in there, Tony. You're coming up. This is the Ron Verb Show on News Radio 570 WKBN. All right, News Radio 570, WKB, and onward we go. 534, let's go to Tony with a legal question. Attorney Beatrice and Moses are here. Go ahead, Tony, with your question. Greetings, gents. Uh, about a year ago or so, I met a guy, um, uh, an acquaintance of mine, and he had just gotten out of jail. I kind of felt sorry for him. I tried to do a good deed. Uh, he was um, in the construction business, and he was going to get get back on his feet, and I lent him a piece of equipment of mine. Uh cost about 750 bucks, not a huge amount, but I let him, lent him a piece of equipment uh, and with an understanding that you'd take it for two months, three months, four months, until you got back on your feet, worked in the construction business, made some money, then you can go buy your own. Um, so I hadn't seen him for a year now, and he's had this piece of equipment for all this time, and I've called him, left multiple messages, emails, texts, Facebook messages, etc. And I gave it to him, you know, I lent it to him with an understanding that he'd give it back to me within, you know, two months, four months or whatever, and it's been like almost a year now, and I'm just wondering if there's anything I could do. Well, you could sue him for $700. Yeah, <laughs> Is that, that's about it, huh? Yep. Small claims okay. court? Yeah. Small claims court? Small- like uh, filling out a, a police report or anything wouldn't do any good. Just go to the small claim. Well, no, you—he didn't steal it from you. No, well, you could—you no. could argue, you could argue that uh, that it amounts to theft if, in fact, um, you can prove that he had the intent to keep it and not return it to you. I don't yeah, think you're going to get the police involved. Yeah, I don't involved. know what his intent was, but I know that he has not returned any of my phone calls, uh, contacted me at you, all. You it's could see like if the you now. could you could call the police and and see if they would file suit for you, or at least in Pennsylvania, a citizen can file a private criminal complaint. Uh, I'm not sure about it in Ohio. But um, you'd have to go down and see the prosecutor. You'd have to file no. a police report, and then go see the prosecutor. No. I, yeah. I just think he lent it to him, and yeah, it would not be an easy case. But uh, on the other hand, uh, your your proof would be that you've been after him for a long period of time. He doesn't return calls, and the, and therefore your argument would be he intends to keep it himself permanently, and therefore it's theft. But uh, 
That's uh, the, so. See, why don't you try that with the police, and maybe that'll get it back quickly. Maybe that'll uh, have him return it very quickly. And if not, then take him to small claims courts, which is uh, which is an easy thing to do, right, Dave? It's designed to be easy to do. That's correct. Yeah. So I mean, you, there's uh, how would he get info on that? To um, you can go to any small claims. You can go to any court. They have booklets or just it's it's simply to a, tell you how to do it, right? Yeah. You might want to go. You might want to pursue that. All right, so the first thing would be call the police department and see if about uh, filing uh, a report. Yeah, yeah. The, the police might even uh, uh, contact him. In other words, if you file a report, the police might say to themselves, "Look, we'll try to resolve this. We'll contact him, and and then the fellow probably is going to return it quickly." And if okay. and, you know, and see what happens. Do you have any other like tools you want to lend out to uh, any of us? <laughs> I mean, it sounds to no, me like... No, no. I think I've learned my lesson. Yeah, and the guy was a criminal on top of that beforehand, right? Yeah, so it wasn't the wisest decision I've ever made looking at it in hindsight. Right, and it's probably when you get it back, it's going to be garbage anyway, too. And if, yeah, he, and if, he, knows that, if he knows you've contacted the police and he has a prior record also, you might see that back in your, uh, at your home uh, rather quickly. Either that or it could make him call her extremely upset... And he's obviously got a criminal record, and who knows what he could do. Gotcha. All right, thanks. Thank All right, you. Thank you very much. All right, Ryan, you're on with the attorneys. News Radio 570 WKVN. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you, Ryan? How can we help you? Uh, pretty good. I'm just trying to stay busy, you know. Um, so I got this, like, thing going on with uh, the baby mama, and she... Uh, ended up putting, like, this crazy, like, restraining order, like, a couple months ago. And then I got some, like, real bad counsel from, like, my lawyer telling me, like, if I'm, like, an X amount of feet away, then there should be no problem. So, like, long story short, I ended up getting arrested for, like, four nights, stay over the weekend. And the lawyer told me, oh, well, everything should be squashed out. You should be back a lot on the property. But then... Like, it's just, like, a real crazy situation, and then, like, I'm supposed to pick up my daughter, like, on Thursdays, so now it's, like, this thing where, like, we have this shared parenting contract, and I'm supposed to get her every Thursdays, and then she's, like, keeping her from me on Thursdays and stuff like that, and it's, like, is she contempt to court, like... I don't really know what to do. I'm I'm confused. I'm confused Uh, as to what your question is. The question is... Like, you were right, Ron. I... He did come back. God bless him. That's because he's dedicated. Because he's dedicated to the program. <laughs> I now, thought you left. Left. Uh, this is a great question for you. Yeah. Mark. That, no, what was no, the question? Now you got to start. Uh, try to be more precise. No, here, I, let me let me give Mark the Clifton right. versions. Guy has a restraining order against him from his baby's mama, as he says. Okay. He's been arrested once already for violating that restraining order. He's supposed to get the child every Thursday. Mom's withholding the child. So I was about to tell him about the only thing he could do is go back to court to enforce that court order. You have a he has a court order for companionship. Yeah. Then she's in contempt of the court order. You hire counsel or you file a pro se motion to find her in contempt of court. You need to state the specific dates that she you were denied the child 
and she cannot use that protection order against you because the court, that protection order is only good until the court issues other orders. They could issue an exchange to be made in public or through a third party. So you need to bring that to the court's attention so that they could modify the court order so that you could exercise companionship. Right. But don't do it on your own. You have to go through the court because you're just going to cause more problems. Now, why do you have a restraining order? Have you been her, uh, going near her and you shouldn't be near her, caller? Yes or no? Uh, no. I mean, we have the shared parenting contract, so we're supposed to be, like, in communication with each other. But, I mean, she's just, like, kind of crazy. So oh, Okay, but I'm somehow- asking, she has a restraining order against you, right? Yeah, and somehow she got it wrote up that there's a restraining order. And it wasn't like anything life threatening or anything like that. Doesn't have I don't to be life threatening. She got it up. Well, I'll tell you how she got it. She filed a motion in the court, and then they served you with that motion, and yeah. then the court granted it. So you can't say, I don't know how she got it, because they yeah, couldn't have crazy. granted it without you first being notified of it. Well, they told me about it, and then I talked to my lawyer who gave me some real terrible counsel. And I went through with it, and then it cost me. And now this whole thing is, like, hindering me from getting my daughter on Thursdays because, like, there's just, there's just like, excuse after excuse. And I'm like, there shouldn't be any excuse because I have this contract, and she's withholding her from me. And I'm like, well, if I went to jail, why, didn't, why can't she just go to jail? And it's just like, I don't know, my dad recommended talking to you guys, seeing, you know, you guys might have something good to say. Well, let me, I mean, I, let me ask I you something. You. I did, just don't understand. When a protection order was issued, did you go to court? Was there a hearing? Yeah. Okay. And what came first, your companionship order or the protection order? The shared. Did you have shared parenting? At, okay, you had shared parenting at the time the protection order was issued. Did you tell the court that you had a shared parenting plan, that you had a court order granting you shared parenting? Yeah, I did. Well, then, then did you have a lawyer when you went to court? Uh, not for the restraining order. Well, there was your time. mistake. Why would you go to court on a restraining order without a lawyer? Yeah, but they were about to throw it out the window. Well, they didn't. And, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Oh, well. Yeah, oh well. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you got to get a lawyer now and file a motion for contempt against the mother and fix this. It's it's a messed up situation. Because he can't but get near her to get the child, it, it right? It is it's it's repairable. You could repair it and it's in in relatively easy terms. Just file your motion for contempt, get it back in the court, and you know what? Her denying you companionship could be grounds to vacate shared parenting and you could get custody. I mean, that would be pretty big. I mean, it would I be just... pretty big. Yeah, and you know, you probably shouldn't go to court representing yourself because it's just my observation as host here. You don't sound like the brightest guy in the world to me. Okay, no. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, so well, when I take bad counsel from, I mean, he told me to go there, so I went. Your lawyer did. Yeah. Well, you ha- yeah. If you were served, you had to go. But you should have taken a lawyer with you. To to fight your, my daughter? <laughs> no, to your to, to the protection order hearing. To get it thrown out. I mean, you know. All right. Uh, well, live and learn, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, thanks. All, All right, right bud. All right, bud. It's baby mama. Right there you go. You know, I did listen to the show when I was driving my son to soccer practice. Yes. So, so and, wait a minute. 
You told me you were here until 5.30 and then you were leaving. Well, you know, when yeah, I saw how quick return. I got my son to soccer practice, and I Who heard... Was your son sitting in the car? Well, I ran home to get him. I don't live far from here. Right. He jumped so, in the car, ran to soccer practice, and I heard you guys debating whether I would be back, so I drove 150 miles an hour to get back before the show right. was I over. Mean, and Mark is dedicated wrong. to this. Yes. <laughs> to prove yes. me wrong. Mark is dedicated to the show. Can I ask you a few things before I'm I... I'm a dedicated employee to you this are, firm. You are. How's it going, if I could ask? I mean, you've seen... How's it going? How's what going? What what in particular about my my knees doing well? Have you fully recovered? I think I'm about there. Yeah, I did a spinning class this morning. Okay, but do you feel good now? Walking and oh yeah, uh, are you pain free? Um, are you back to normal for the most part? For the most part, I'm back to normal. And was it worth it in retrospect? Now that you look at it in retrospect, um, based 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 on all the pain you had ahead of time. I mean, looking at it now... I didn't get my knee replaced because of the pain. Uh, that was that, The pain was uh, doable. Why I got my knee replaced is, is my knee would buckle on me, and I never knew when it was going to do that. And you'd fall, right? I'd catch myself, but my, I, my fear was I never knew when my knee was going to buckle on me. I never knew it. Like, I couldn't... A day, so there wasn't pain, really? No, there wasn't... No, it was more of it, that I would buckle. The and fall, would, right. Or I fell a couple times, yeah. I mean, and I said to the doctor, I said, I never know when my knee's going to buckle. And he says, well, you're bone on bone. And so that's... You had to have it replaced. That's what made me do and it. And in retrospect, is it now that you're where you are, is it something you would do again? Um, I mean... Yes, like, because falling down like I was mm-hmm. was not a good thing. All right, so I know I know it's been a long journey for you, and you've been discouraged to a certain extent with the pain and the recovery and that kind the of stuff. The recovery did not go like I anticipated. Right, it was much more difficult than you thought. Yes. If the day would come when you would need the other one done, then no. at this point you would probably do it because you know what you're going through. Uh, I, You have to realize that you're going to be down, and you're going to be in some kind of pain for six months. Right. I and, still have some swelling, and, and it, could take up, it could take up to the... It could take up to a year to, for all the swelling to go down. All right. Have you had any type of spaghetti product since we've last <laughs> spoken? Actually, and that would have been last week. No. No. Not any. Not even a bite. <laughs> look at his eyes. Not even. <laughs> look at how sad they look. It's like a you puppy. Need, you, you can't like deny yourself. You can't deny I'm, yourself pasta. How long do you think you can do this? I don't. I don't know. It's his favorite food. It is spaghetti? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you're denying it? I'm not having it. Having what about a, a slice of pizza? Nope. What about, uh, like, what did you have just for our listeners for lunch today? Salad. How was it? It was good. Really? Yeah. What was on it? Pasta salad. No, no. <laughs> um, I would dip my fork in the dressing and then, so I didn't mm-hmm. overdo the dressing. Like a ranch? I hope not. No, it was a white balsamic. And it tasted good. It was, yeah, this, there was... Are you dying of hunger as we speak? No, I'm not. Yeah, really? Okay. No. no. You seem very mellow today. I kind of am. Why is that? Uh, a little tired because I got up this morning and took a spinning class, so that took a lot of the spit and vinegar out of me. You went spinning, huh? Yeah. Well, how did you and the other ladies do then? Really well? And I went with my wife and my daughter. <laughs> well, God, at a spinning class? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, this ought to be intriguing. You went with the whole family, went, yeah. and how did that go? Um, it was, uh, as I remember it, I mean, she was like yelling and 
you know, go faster and, uh-huh. you know, go up and down. And uh, I didn't want to. So Who, I kept up with her for about. Your wife, you mean? No, no, the instructor. instructor. Okay. I kept up with her for about 15 minutes. And then I said, I better not push it with my knee. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of sat back in the saddle and just. Took it, it took it easy. I didn't take it easy because my knee's hurting a little bit, which means I worked it pretty good. Right. But it is, yeah. And uh, how, did your wife and daughter exceed uh, your level? Well, it's dark in there. You really can't see. I mean, it's really, oh, okay. it's really dark, like pitch black. Well, they don't turn the lights on, huh? Well, the, the only lights are the lights from the bike. So the idea is to sort of get lost so you lose time. But mm-hmm. there's a timer right on the bike. So I'm like... How about that? He went spinning with his wife and his daughter. I yeah. think that's beautiful. beautiful so I, I think it's a family type yeah, thing. So forty-five minutes, I spun. I see. I think it's done you good. You seem like you're very um, what melancholy, mellow. Yes, mellow. Yeah, you seem I'm mellow. Out, I, you've well, been you've been wound really tight lately, and now I look at you and you seem well, like you're pl- that. And you know, I get to go see my son, so I'm really excited about that. Mm, that's not till the twelfth. No, the eighteenth. The eighteenth. He, uh, you know, we've not gotten a call from him, which is good. They say no news is good news. He's come back from his last excursion. And so now basic training um, isn't going to be as intense for him Mm -hmm. as it has been. And I get to see him in tomorrow will be 12 days. I get to see him in 12 days. I've not laid eyes on my son since February. And that bothers you, right? Yeah. I mean, he, I, you know, he's been through. A lot. I mean, yeah. And you want to go see him? I want to see him. I'm proud of my son. And you want to go see him? I want to go see my son. You know what? I defended him when he was young, and now he's defending me. Right. So I'm a proud Army dad, okay? Well, you are. You know, some people never get to meet their heroes. I raised mine. No, well, that's awesome. how about that? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. How about that? That's I mean, great. Clearly, he got a nice card for Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's very nice. All right. So yeah. Tim Ryan got me a, he flew the, I asked, and they got me a flag. I got that, him that as a graduation gift that flew over the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And Tim Ryan wrote a real nice note to my son. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving him that as like his graduation gift, and we're going to buy him a duffel bag. And then as a gag gift, I went and bought him an MRE. You know, that's all yeah. he's been eating. Yeah, those oh. meals. <laughs> With beef ravioli. I wanted to open it up because I thought, you know, ravioli, it's pasta, right? <laughs> you might be tempted. <laughs> you might never get it. You have gone. <laughs> you might be. But the it. progression of letters was amazing. What do you mean? The From the first letter I got from my son to the last one. What was the difference? He is not the person I dropped off or the recruiter picked up. A better person? Cataclysmic changes. Really? Yeah. Give me an example. Um, I got one letter from my son where he was thanking me for giving him a good childhood. Mm-hmm. And that, that was he, that was had to be very touching. Yeah, and that he didn't realize it until he got there, how good he had it and how well his mother and I treated him and all the luxuries he had. And he just said to me, Thank you. Yeah. That's very nice. And I, you know, was... Father can't get a better letter than that. I was just like... Blown away. I wanted to write the drill sergeant and say... Thank you. Thank you. You know, you did more in six weeks than I was able to do in... (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if, like, some of your colleagues at the office would do that to you? Write you a letter on how much they appreciate you? Yeah, no, I'm not getting that. (laughs) 
I'm just putting it out there. But instead of saying, you got my phone cord? Yeah, that's you know, all he's... he's <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did I mean, to me today. You know, and, and hey, I didn't think you were coming back. Wouldn't it be nice if you wrote a letter to Dave saying how much you appreciate him? Right. Oh, we show our appreciation in the we hard do. work we do for the firm. Yeah. But, my, you know... you know Moses. You, you know, know me that I gotta tell you something. Right? That, right? I got to tell you something. When, when one of your family members enlists, changed my whole perspective about the military. How so? I never really paid much attention to who was defending me. I never really paid much attention. Till it's your blood. blood. Till it's your blood. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This is a noble profession. This is a noble thing that my son did. Mm -hmm. He volunteered to put himself through hell. For his country. For his country. And I I am very humbled by that. It was his calling. And I am more proud. You know, my my son tried law school. He hated it. Absolutely hated it. And he just couldn't figure out what he was wanting to do. And then he knew that he wanted to go enlist, but he didn't want to tell his mother and me because, mm-hmm. you know, we would flip out, which I kind of did when he told me it. And it has changed my whole perspective on military and who, in fact, is defending us. And so, you know, in World War II, the most educated and well-heeled families, children would serve. It was a badge of honor. And then the immorality of the Vietnam War, it was looked, it, it was like almost disdained. Yeah, that might. And so I've had some of my friends ask me, you know, what, why'd you let your son join the military? Did, didn't he make it in school? And I thought, what a sad state for our democracy if only the poor volunteer uh, to defend us. You know, what, what does that say that the, 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 the people who are well educated and the people who are wealthy? Children should volunteer at the same rate that other people's mm-hmm. uh, volunteer. You know, defending our country is something that we should all encourage, and not just for 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 uh, poor Great people or, so, or someone that can't make it somewhere else. This is what my son chose to do, and I'm very proud of him for it. He had a chance even to go into officer school, um, and he might do that down the road. But he he enlisted in the infantry and wants to be a ranger. That's what he wants to be: special forces. That's his goal. And how's your wife dealing with it? At first, she was freaking out. And now she's like telling me, you cry too much. You you listen to that song too much. You're looking at his pictures too much. I mean, I've become the weeping dad, and she's become like the father figure. You know, oh, my God, are you listening to that song again? Because there's this song that they played his graduation. That you listen to. That I, li- I, listen, to, I listen to it. Whenever I miss my son, I, I have it on my my. Uh, on my uh, phone, and mm-hmm. I turn it on, and I listen to it. It's called "We Are Soldiers" by Otherwise. Okay, and it's a, it's just, it is a very chilling song. It's, but it, it, it just speaks to the military and what now, they do. Now, when you were a red coat, Moses, wasn't it the back in the day? <laughs> um, and you guys all stood in a line and just shot each other right back in. The- I'm only. Carl, Carl, are you going to let him tease you like that? What's that? I can't hear you. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let me pause and then we'll take some more calls. Let me talk to you first about Sunday brunch, which is coming up April 8th at the Links at Firestone Farms. Reservations not required, but larger groups should call to check availability 330 482 Adults are twelve ninety five. Beverages, tax, and gratuity extra. Children ages 6 to 11 are seven ninety five. Five and under are free at the Links at Firestone. 
Firestone Farm, and now available, they have beer wine as well. They are going to be serving at the Links at Firestone Farm this Sunday for the Sunday brunch, carved roasted sirloin, chicken parmesan, baked haddock with uh, lemon crumb topping, fettuccine Alfredo, Redskins O'Brien, bacon and sausage, yeah, they'll have peas and mushrooms, a variety of salads, made-to-order omelets and crepes, and uh, plain waffles, banana split waffles, ice cream bar, homemade desserts. That's going to be at uh, Sunday, the links at Firestone Farm, and make sure you check out their Mother's Day uh, brunch buffet as well. That'll be for Mother's Day. This is at the links at Firestone Farm. You will find them, of course, located uh, at 105 St. Andrews in Columbia, Ohio. Go on down. This is on Sunday. You'll take your old family. You'll enjoy it. This will be one of those days that you'll remember from 10 to 2, links at Firestone Farm in Columbiana for the Sunday brunch, and it's from 10 to 2. News Radio 570 WQN. John, you're on with the attorneys. Hello. Hello. Yes, go Good ahead. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Yeah. My question would be, uh, can I find a inventory out of, out of will? Yes, it has to be filed with the probate court. But I cannot do myself. I gotta uh, find a lawyer, uh, lawyer for that. Well, who is someone die that you want to probate their their will? Yeah, I know. I know they have a will, but I don't know if I, I'm on a, on a will or not. Well, That's they have not, to file the will. Do you know if they filed anything in the probate court? Have you gotten notice of anything? No, I don't. I, nobody knows me. Okay, would well, you have a copy of the will? I I have a copy of the will, but I don't have the inventory of the will. Okay, what you should do is get a hold of a lawyer and show them the copy of the will. If you're a, an heir in an in, in a will, you have a right to to uh, receive what uh, this person wanted the will to you. So get a lawyer and get a co- copy yeah. of the will. Thank you, John. Here's my message for my wife's text message to Dave. Tell Dave wait until the graduation ceremony. It gives you chills. It'll be very emotional. Yeah, I, I, I've seen them. They're, they are emotional. Greg, you're on. Quick question for the attorneys. Go. Hey, how does social media go into um, employee relations? I got one guy that I had to terminate because of unprofessional behavior. And I've had to go as far as getting a restraining order against him and his family coming into the business. And just cannot... Get him. Call next week and we'll, we'll answer that one for you. All right. Yeah. Now here's what I want you to do. Call next Thursday, 5 o'clock, right when the show starts so we can devote Libel some time and to slander you. you could collect on, right. on those cases, but they're hard. Thursday at 5.